Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. That's right, that's right. It is another edition here of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name, as always, is Troy Moriello, and I'm your host, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. And it is a very special day for college basketball fans and for Big East fans, especially because it is the 2019 Big East Media Day. Uh, Happened earlier this morning. And uh, we're inching a little bit closer to the college basketball season now. This is just another one of those days that reminds you that we are only really weeks away from, uh, in my opinion, the best sport or the best uh, college sport at least getting going in college basketball and uh, getting Big East basketball and more importantly, St. John's basketball going. Uh, weather's outside is getting a little bit more of that crisp fall air. You know, you have to wear a jacket now outside. So that's another sign. It's just a great, great time of the year knowing that we have uh, basketball on the horizon after a, a long spring and summer without any basketball. So today, going to do a little bit of reaction to uh, to Big East Media Day, to some of the poll, mainly the poll, really. And uh, we also have two really big guests. We have two St. John's players on the show today, Mustafa Heron and LJ Figueroa. They both figure to really be the top two players for the Red Storm this season. They are on this show uh, got a chance to talk to both of them for about five minutes each. Nothing crazy, you know. It's it's a media day, so you know you're not going to get the, the the best quotes or the you know most uh, the longest interviews. But good to hear from both of them, and I think everyone else will enjoy hearing from both of them as well. The two leaders of the uh, of the Red Storm in 2019-2020. Uh, so we'll do that in a little bit. But first, I just want to give my quick thoughts on the uh, the Saint Saint John's being picked ninth in the Big East uh, out of ten teams, only ahead of DePaul. To be honest, I was actually a little bit surprised even that they that they got to nine. Just looking at you know where they had been uh, ranked by basically every single publication in the world had them tenth, had uh, Butler eight, DePaul nine, and St. John's ten, and, and that just seemed like you know every single one I looked at had St. John's last in the Big East. I didn't agree with that. I don't even really agree with number nine. But to be honest, it was kind of a surprise to see St. John's not in that number 10 spot and in that number nine spot. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know, I tweeted this out. I really don't get too worked up over preseason polls or anything like that because they are preseason polls. There really shouldn't be any preseason polls. Uh, they don't make sense. It doesn't. It's, it's so hard to rank a team just on paper because as we all know, how your team is on paper is never how your team looks in, you know, on the court or on the field, especially as St. John's fans know, uh, given last year when they had probably the best team in the Big East on paper and you know a top 20 team in the country on paper, and they were at bounce in the first round, barely even an NCAA tournament team uh, last season. So, you know, all these preseason things don't really matter. Um, you know, but it's it's not surprising to me to see St. John's in that number nine slot. Personally, though, I, I think that they're better than that. You know, I, I think that they are probably, I th- as, I, as I tweet this out, I think that their ceiling is probably, I would say, a sixth place finish this year. And first, personally, I'd be great. I'd be very happy with that. But I really think that they can finish anywhere from that six to seven. I don't think that they can get up to number five. I just think that there's too many teams at the top. And the Big East is way too talented at the top this year. I, it would really take, you know, you know, Providence or Marquette or even like Creighton, one of those schools to kind of fall out, fall off a little bit, or even Xavier to kind of fall off a little bit, uh, you know, to be way worse than we expected. But I, I just, I don't see 
see that happening, to be honest with you. The Big East is really tough this year. You know, and I think that St. John's being picked so low maybe is less of an indictment on them and just more of a compliment as to how good the Big East is going to be this year. You know, this St. John's team last year may have been a top five team in the Big East for all we know, especially under Coach Anderson. We don't know. But what we do know is that, you know, just based off off of on paper, which is what, you know, the coaches are voting on, which really everyone's ranking them on, St. John's does not have the most talented team in the Big East this season and far from it. So I think, like like I said, I think that the ceiling is probably sixth place. And I, I think that, you know, there's been a lot of talk over um, – you know, expectations on Twitter, you know, what, what fans would like to see as a successful season in 2019-20. Uh, in and I think for me, it's a sixth place finish in the Big East. You know, that's not asking anything crazy. Uh, you know, I'm not asking for a top four finish, not even asking for a top half finish. Number six, and that means a lot for me because it would mean they're not playing in the playing game for the first time in five years, would be. You know, so getting in that six spot, you know, you get to automatically make it to day two of the Big East tournament, not having to play in that embarrassing uh, Wednesday night games in the Big East with no one there. It would be very, very nice for St. John's to be number six in the Big East. That's that's my personal uh, goal for the Red Storm this season. Obviously, the players are going to have a lot more lofty goals, and Coach Anderson is going to have a lot more lofty goals as well. But realistic expectations for me would be a sixth-place finish in the Big East, not having to play in that opening night, opening round game of the Big East, and then you know hopefully an NIT appearance. You know I don't know you know if the Big East is really that strong and you finish in sixth place, you might be on the radar for the NCAA tournament. You never know, but I would say an NIT appearance is a realistic goal. Uh, this season, so sixth place and the NIT are the uh, are the two goals that I would have for the Red Storm this season. Now, you know, we, we look at the talent on the roster, though. Not entirely sure where it's going to be really after the two guys that are coming on this show later. Um, you know, they're going to need guys to step up. We know we know that they're going to need guys to step up because these other schools had. Yeah, you know, I, I heard today. I want to get the exact number, but I believe it was 33 of the uh, 50 like like normal starters last season came back this season in the Big East, which is outrageous to think. That's what 66% I think of the of the usual starters from last season's teams came back into the conference season, which is outrageous considering St. John's lost uh, three of their five starters from last season's team. So that just kind of shows you, and you never see that anymore in college basketball with that much talent coming back into a conference that just shows you you know how, how much talent is going to be and how good these teams are going to be and how many of these big players that were you know all Big East players last season are now coming back this season to play you know and Villanova is really the only team that lost a lot uh, with Eric Pascal and, and Phil Booth and they have basically one of the best recruiting classes in the country coming in uh, for them this season so you know there's a lot of talent coming back in the Big East and it's, it's going to be a very very good conference this season and St. John just doesn't have a whole lot of starting talent coming back there are a lot of question marks, and, and as I said, when you're doing these, you know, preseason polls, question marks don't don't play well with with voters or with people ranking teams. They don't play well, and they don't play well well on paper when you don't have a lot of names that are recognizable to people uh, going into the season. We as fans know that these guys can play, but we'll have to see if they can do it on a consistent basis and really, you know, on a starting basis because they're going to need a couple of these guys to step up uh, going forward this season. But We'll see. You know, it, it's just nice to be talking basketball again. And, and Big East Media Day is certainly the start of, uh, of uh, college basketball. You know, we're only a couple weeks away now from uh, from a preseason game. So 
that wraps up that. Uh, let's let's get to our interviews now. So I've got Mustafa Heron first, I believe, and then we'll get to LJ Figueroa. Like I said, they're only about five minutes each. These interviews, um, you know, it, it's tough to get any sort of uh, one-on-one time with these guys. So I just took what I can get. To be honest with you guys, um, you know, got, I got five minutes completely alone with Mustafa, so that's cool. With LJ, uh, you will hear. There's like I think a couple other people asking questions. Uh, the majority of it is me, but there are some. Uh, other people asking questions. I tried to avoid that, but it just kind of happened, and I wasn't gonna gonna walk away. So um, you'll have Mustafa, and you'll have LJ coming up. I just I did not go to Coach Anderson. Um, there was there was 50 people by him, and I I personally didn't think that it would be worth uh, my time or the listeners' time to hear you know a, basically a press conference from Coach Anderson. All of the best quotes that he has are probably going to be put up on Twitter anyway. So I I didn't think it was really necessary. If anyone really wanted to hear from Coach in the big media scrum. I apologize. Um, I, I wanted to just make sure that I can get at least LJ and uh, and Mustafa, you know, in, in relative one-on-one situations where I can just kind of ask them the questions that I wanted to ask them. So that's what I did today. But, you know, if anyone has any uh, any issues with this or any, you know, comments or anything like that, let me know. Um, hope you guys enjoy it, though. Maybe we'll be back uh, next year doing the same thing. But good to hear from two guys. This is probably the only time that you'll ever hear from any St. John's players on this podcast. So hope everyone enjoys it. And uh, I'll back. I'll be back on the other side to wrap things up. Okay, so up first, we have number 14, Mustafa Heron. Here's Heron. Got it. Different ball game, Joe. Um, all right, so I'm here with Mustafa Heron now, uh, one of the leaders of this team going forward. Mustafa, Coach Anderson, uh, new coach, obviously, but you know him a little bit from the SEC. Uh, what was your opinion, of, or what did you think of Coach Anderson when you played against him in the SEC? Uh, I mean, that's he's, uh, he's aggressive. He's an aggressor. That's the type, I feel like that's the type of person I am, so I feel like we uh, we definitely, like, we match perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, he definitely taught me a lot since uh, in the short you know, three, four months that he's been here. Uh, I try to pick his brain every day. I try to learn from him. And, you know, anything he says, I try to, you know, take it, you know, back to the team and try to, you know, just, you know, just different things like that. So. Mm-hmm. One thing that I noticed with Coach Anderson and you was his initial press conference when he had you guys come up behind him. Uh, he said that he reached out to you and LJ really right away. Mm-hmm. How much did that mean to you, knowing that your coach really cared that much to reach out to you? Uh, I mean, it meant everything. I mean, I thought that, uh, you know, a lot of people, you know, questioned, you know, why we were at the, you know, his press conference and stuff. And I just felt that it would have been kind of weird if we weren't there, you uh-huh. know, you know Especially me, you know, LJ was still in the transfer portal at the time, yeah, but yeah. I was still, you know, can, you know, trying to convince him, you know, to come back. So definitely was good. Did uh, what was the conversations like with LJ trying to convince him to come back? I, I'm guessing he didn't need a ton of convincing, but how did it go? We roommates. Like, <laughs> stay my roommate. You just just stayed on him all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I told him, hey, you want to be my roommate next year? You got to come back. So, pretty much it. Um, but no, nah, he was. Uh, he, he weighed all his options, and uh, I'm just glad that he chose to come back to St. John's. Uh, talking about Coach Anderson again, his up his up tempo, you know, aggressive style play really fits you and LJ perfectly. Uh, but yeah, can you talk about that? Really? Uh, for sure. I mean, uh, playing against it is it's hard to play against it, but it's even more fun playing in it. Uh, you know, pressure and in practice. You know, when you feel like you're you turn somebody over, it's just it's something that in the back of your mind that feels really good. So I think that going into the season, knowing that you know we'll have different, you know, we'll have a bag full of tricks, you know, we'll be able to pull out on different. 
team, so I think it'll be fun. What have the practices been like this year? And I know that they're rumored to be very tough. Competitive. Yeah. Competitive. You know, coach makes competition out of everything. I mean, and then he said that that's how you got to you gotta have your totem pole, you know, and um, I love it. I love practice. We got practice this afternoon. So. <laughs> going straight to practice after this? Nice. Um, what's one thing that you learned going overseas playing in the Pan Am games this season for, uh, for you personally? Uh, no boys allowed in this game. You got to be a grown man. Um, and it was a lot of grown men over there, a lot of pros over there, some guys, you know, 10, 15-year pros. We watched a video on uh, we played against uh, Argentina the night before. We watched a video that they played against in the 2008 Olympics, you know, pretty much their whole team. Yeah. So we just saw that it's a different level. Mm-hmm. And staying on this offseason now, what's one thing that you've been working on in your game this offseason that you're ready to unleash this season? Uh, I think just my playmaking. Um, I think just keeping it simple. I think it's probably be the, the key to my season this year, just keeping it simple, you know, taking what the defense gives you, just watching a lot of film, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, you were really one of the leaders of the team last year, I would say, with, along with Shimori. Um, what can you take out of last season coming into this season now? What did you learn from last season, you know? I kind of learned the, the lay of the land, if you want to call it, learn how the Big East uh, is, how the Big East operates from, you know, the coaches to the officiating, everything. I feel like I've kind of gotten the um, good feel for, you know, what's expected this year. Mm-hmm. Who's one guy, uh, I asked LJ this question too, who's one guy who's going to surprise people this season for you guys? On our team? Yeah. Uh, ooh, I think we got a lot of surprises on um, two biggest ones right now. I'll probably say Josh Roberts and Julian Champagne. LJ said Julian too. Well, how, how has he impressed you? He just knows how to play basketball. He has a nose for the ball on both ends of the floor, you know, rebounding. He he just, he plays hard. Uh, he's going to be pretty good for us. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys are picked to finish ninth in the conference. I know you, you say that, that you don't pay attention to that kind of stuff, but that has to motivate you a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, definitely a little bit. Um, Definitely the fact that, you know, somebody didn't think that we were in the, you know, top half of the conference definitely uh, is a motivating factor, but I think that we were kind of inconsistent last year, so uh, it's definitely where they ranked us is kind of showing up, you know, what we put out last year, so we can't really be too mad at that. We just got to go out and change the narrative. Absolutely. What, what can you guys do to kind of improve upon those inconsistencies from last year's areas? I think that um, our preseason uh, putting that work in is, is definitely uh, 75% of the battle. It's just, I think it's just putting the work in is uh, definitely. One more thing from me. Uh, what's one thing that fans can expect out of you this season and one thing that they can expect out of St. John's this season? Uh, out of me, I'm going to play hard every night. I'm going to lead. Uh, I'm going to try to, you know, do my best to help us get it in the win column every night. And then out of St. John's, we're going to do the same thing as a team, you know, from coach all the way down to the last man on the bench. You know, we're going to do everything that we can to win games. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. And here is our second interview with number 30, LJ Figueroa. To your point of not having the depth, good skip pass. Figueroa puts St. John's in front. Figueroa's on another level right now. So for you, this offseason, uh, tumultuous to say the least for you guys, uh, you understandably weighed your options uh, to transfer, but what was the deciding factor for you uh, coming back to St. John's for the season? Well, talking to Coach Anderson and uh, all the brand new coaches, the new players, everything he had, uh, uh, just the, uh, the family-oriented uh, uh, family oriented he was, it just uh, showed me I wanted to stay here. My family definitely uh, appreciated it and definitely wanted me to stay here. And for you, 
I mean, you don't need me to tell you, your style of play seems to kind of fit perfectly with the style that Coach Anderson wants to play, you know, aggressive defense, fast. Uh, how big of that was a factor? How big of that was a factor for you? Well, honestly, uh, when Coach Anderson came, I really didn't know the type of system he, he had. But, you know, just after practicing for a couple of weeks and just getting into it, I, I, I knew it was exactly what I wanted, and I didn't want nothing more for that. For you, you were kind of the pleasant surprise of last season's team, obviously not uh, incredibly heralded coming into the season. Now, obviously, you're one of the leaders of the team along with Mustafa. How different has it been for you now being looked at as someone who teams are really going to game plan against and being one of the leaders of this team? Uh, definitely. Um, uh, I think that experience uh, I got over in the Dominican Republic with the pros, you know, kind of helped me a lot off the court and just uh, expanded uh, my game and just, just teaching me, like, just keeping it simple is always better and just just helping out the younger kids definitely is going to uh, come a long way during this year. LJ Mustafa said he had to kind of recruit you a little bit to come back to St. John's with, you know, can you talk about the conversation? Or were you considering leaving? And what did he say? Um, well, I did put my name in the transfer portal. I was obviously uh, considering all my options, just weighing all my options, talking to my family, seeing uh, just how things were going to uh, end up, and uh, definitely was the right decision to stay here. Did you visit, visit Western Kentucky? Or yes, sir. Were you going to visit anywhere else? Um, I was, but, uh, you know, during that process, uh, I talked to my family. You know, they didn't really, they weren't really too too happy on what I was doing, so, you know, they made uh, they made their decision. So what was Mustafa's pitch? Did you guys get together and talk about it? Uh, definitely, we was together. I mean, we're roommates. We talk every day, so uh, we talk about it every night. Uh, just about just what we see in St. John's in the future and our future. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you have something to prove now? I mean, you guys are picked ninth in the league. How does that motivate you? I mean, I feel like you always got to play with a chip on your shoulder. So definitely, we have something to prove. Having a brand new coach, brand new team, a lot of young guys. We definitely have a lot to prove. Yeah. How does the point guard situation look? It seems like a bunch of different guys can play, right? Greg and uh, Jonathan and a couple guys. How do you see the point guards? Uh, definitely, we got a lot of guards on the team. Uh, the way we play basketball, uh, the, our pace is, you know, you know, up and down. So it's just really catch the ball, push the ball up the floor, no matter who's taking it out, who's pushing it up. Uh, we definitely have a lot of guards that can fill that position. If Rasheem is able to play, how much can he help you guys? Oh, he's be an uh, X factor of the team. Um, he's a great player, very aggressive, plays defense, plays with a lot of heart. You know, the type of uh, system coach. Anderson LJ, what have the practices been like under Coach Anderson? I know that they're rumored to be very tough. Uh, what, have, what have they been like? Uh, they've been very intense. You know, uh, a lot of learning, obviously, at this stage. A lot of learning because we have a lot of freshmen. So, you know, we kind of stop practice a lot just to, for teaching points. But uh, definitely uh, fast pace, quick, a lot of defense, and uh, just just play with a lot of effort. Mm -hmm. How much does that help you guys knowing that, you know, you're going to be prepared? I think Mustafa had a quote yesterday. You guys are going to be prepared, you know, later in the season. Uh, how, does that make it all worth it for you guys knowing that, you know? Oh, definitely. Uh, we all paying the price right now. We know it's going to pay off at the end, so definitely. What's one thing that you personally have been working on with your game to improve on the court for this season coming? Uh, just staying low, you know, always staying low on the offensive side, defensive side, not standing up too high so I could attack off the dribble, just be a lot quicker, more mobile, uh, and just play hard. Mm -hmm. And in the preseason practices now, obviously you were the, the surprise player of last season. Who's 
one guy that you think has impressed you and will be the surprise of the 2019 team? Uh, we have a freshman, incoming freshman, uh, Julian Champagne. He's very great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, all our freshmen, you know, they all surprised me how better yeah. they got in the last two months. So definitely uh, the freshman guys are going to show a lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't have to make any predictions or anything like that, but what, what can St. John's fans expect from you personally and from the team in, in this season? Uh, for me personally, they know that they're going to expect a lot of hard work, effort, grind, you know, do whatever you can to help the team win. And as a team, I mean, we're, we're going to go out there and, and do, do what we do to our best of our abilities and, and the best gym in the world. Thank you, yes, Thank, Thank you. you. All right. We want to thank Mustafa and LJ for coming on there for a couple minutes each. I know that they kind of had to be at media day today, but I appreciate both of them talking with me for a few minutes. Um, you know, like I said, you're not you're not going to get the best interviews at media day. It's it's a long day. Uh, I tried to get to both of them early so that uh, I can get out of there and uh, that I got something uh, good out of both of them. And um, you know, props to both of those guys for doing it. But you know, you're not going to get the best interviews. Uh, I was just trying to get as much time as I could one on one with both of them, as opposed to in a big you know scrum with 20, 20 reporters or something like that, like Coach Anderson had around him. I, I figured it'd be cooler for this podcast to do more of a one on one type thing so thank you to both of those guys for doing that uh before i wrap up just some housekeeping uh spoke with uh, zach braziller today so we're going to be doing a season preview with mr braziller of the new york post uh, i would figure in two weeks from now so i would say that the, what's that the week of the 21st i think of october that's around when we did our our preview last year even probably that week in two weeks from now um we did our big season preview with him last year we'll, so we'll do it again uh this year and uh, i also want to do something uh different again this year as well or similar this year as well last year we did that i did that a uh, fan confidence poll i put up a survey and uh, had people fill it out on Twitter. So I want to try that again this year. We can kind of do the results of that again on air uh, for an episode, maybe the same episode as Zach, maybe a different one as Zach. We'll see though. So I, w- I want to do one of those. So be on the lookout for that going out, kind of a preseason uh, fan confidence survey uh, going into the 2019-20 season. But thank you everyone for listening today. I uh, hope everyone is enjoying the start of fall and I hope that everyone cannot wait for uh, some basketball, some college basketball, some St. John's basketball mainly going into the 2019 and 2020 season. But that wraps up wraps up our show for today, and I will talk to everyone in a couple weeks from now. Let's go, Johnnies.